Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. I feel like the tasting scene needs some ADR. Should we watch it not on mute and do notes like with ADR? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that'll really help it come alive. And be more clear. (laughs) Okay, go back to the beginning. Okay. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Yagni. You ain't gonna need it. This strategy from a listener is helping us think about work differently. Then in take two, we share what gives our listeners the feeling of euphoria that we get from handing in the last script of the season. Next in HIHWFH, Happier in Hollywood, Work From Home, we'll discuss how working from home helps us get more work done. And this week's Hollywood hack is super handy for your upcoming summer adventures. But first, Sarah, we do have a little update. Yes, after our happiness, euphoria, overwhelming joy of being done with the writing. Of course, we did get not just one round of notes, but two rounds (laughs) of notes on the script we had just turned in. So, of course, the euphoria then faded quickly, but I'm glad that we, you know, had the moment when we had it. Yes. And then when we got the email back that said no more notes, we had another mini euphoria spell. So that, you know, it was nice. That's true. And it's also, I mean, and we talked about this, but like, it's also so true that once you have that first draft, nothing is ever that hard. Like, yes. it was just like, oh, okay, now we'll just do do a little more work on this. But it's basically done. So it, it wasn't like, oh, no. Right. It wasn't as if we then had to spend days and days and days. <laughs> and then, Sarah, we want to remind everyone to read Happy Campers by Audrey Monkey. You can read it in print or you can listen to the audiobook. We are going to have a June Facebook Live book club People in our Facebook group have saying have been asking, what's the date? When is this? People are preparing. So, Sarah, we need to set our exact date and time, and we'll make sure it's recorded so, of course, people can, you know, watch it later. 
Um, yes. And we are working on getting that time set. Yes. So get your copy of Happy Campers by Audrey Monkey in print or listen to the audiobook, which she reads, which yeah. I'm listening to it in my car, even though I've read it a few times. Uh-huh. And it's so nice to hear. Okay, Sarah, let's dive into From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. This week, it's Yagni. You ain't gonna need it. And this comes from our listener, Celia. So, Sarah, last few weeks, we've been talking about different work lingo. Um, We love our jargon um, and ask listeners to write in with their work jargon. And this came from Celia. She said, I have some lingo you might find interesting. Yagni or you ain't gonna need it. It's a reminder not to over-optimize for future scenarios since those scenarios may never happen. As an example, say I need to make my application send email updates. Maybe I start thinking, I could just write an email sender. But what it, first of all, I don't know what any of this means, but, but, but you follow along. But what if I wrote a general message sender with logic to pick what kind of message to send via what channel? That way, if the app needs to send texts or phone calls or faxes in the future, it'll be really easy to add them. It's an extra, yeah, it's so funny because I don't know what this means, but it sounds like extremely capable. It's very tempting because you imagine all the future work you're saving, but if all the application needs to do now is send the emails, there's no point doing extra work ahead of time. We might never decide to send texts, or we might realize there's some whole other type of message we need to add that I didn't predict. So my colleagues' comment on my message sender plan might be, Yagni. Okay, there is so much that I love in this letter. Yes. Like you said, most of it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I follow it, like I get it, but like the letter uses so much lingo yes. in, in its very specific way. Like via what channel? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Message sender with logic. I don't know what that yeah. means. <laughs> like there's so much lingo that's just embedded in yes. it in this yes. fantastic way. Yes. And then of course, Yagni. I mean, genius. Yeah, this really got us talking because you and I have a tendency to overthink what could happen, let's say. Yeah, and I would even say over-prepare. I mean, we will do tons of actual work on things that may evaporate. Yes. So it got us thinking, and we said, you know what, let's say we don't know if we have, for instance, season three of Fantasy Island. We may never write another episode of Fantasy Island. That would make me really sad. <laughs> so sad. But, you know, this is television, right? There is right. nothing is going to guarantee another season. So let's not spend a tremendous amount of time and energy worrying about what happened season three. Absolutely. I mean, especially now that we've been moved to the regular season, I mean, it's going to be months and months and months. And you and I, 100% could spend hours, weeks, months, like sitting around going, here's a character arc for Elena. Here's a character arc for Ruby. Oh, this is what Javier should do next season, right? Here are 50,000 different fantasies and like all of this stuff. It could take up the totality of our time between now and then, and then there could be no season three. Yes. 
I mean, already we have a list of ideas for season three, which is good. Okay, if they pop in our head, nothing wrong with writing them down on the whiteboard. But we do not need to overly think about all the contingencies for season three. And now, thanks to Celia, when we find ourselves doing that, which we will, (laughs) we'll just go. Yagni. 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 And then, Sarah, um, you and I are negotiating a deal on something that we want to pitch, but we don't even know if there is a deal to be made. Right. And it's another big, straight-to-series, splashy thing. And we're, like, very easy. It would be very, very easy to just spend all of our time working on a pitch that may evaporate. Because these deals, they take forever. They're people like us back out of things if it if it doesn't seem like a good enough deal. So, I mean, we could literally spend weeks again on that and then be like, you know what? Forget it. So Yagni. Yes. So Yagni, we're going to wait until we know that a deal can be made before we buckle down on this pitch or even talk about it at all anymore. (laughs) Because of course we've talked about it. I know, of course. (laughs) Um, Now, of course, what's funny, Sarah, is I will say this season on Fantasy Island, Yagni really didn't apply because if you and I had sat down at the beginning of season two and said, well, let's figure out what's going to happen if XYZ person gets COVID. What are we going to do if it rains a lot and we don't have a cover set? What are we going to do if a guest star quits, which is something we've literally never heard of in our entire careers? Yes. That would have been actually time well spent. (laughs) Yeah. How are we going to write an episode that's interior in our show that has basically no interiors? Like all these things that came up, we did end up needing. They did come to pass. Yes. Although here's what I will say on that, Sarah. We didn't plan for all of these things because so many of them we couldn't have thought of if we tried. And guess what? We all got through it. Well, we're not done shooting yet. Well, true. We all so far have gotten through it. Like we have been able to, as you say, it's the nimble life. We have been able to be nimble on our feet and make changes. And the writers have been able to execute changes and production has adapted. So the truth is we really didn't lose anything by not thinking about every contingency. Uh, Now, I will say, I think our line producer, Mark Grossan, did think of a lot of contingencies, which he did end up using. But that's not in our arena. Well, and I also think, unfortunately, when you don't have all the contingencies played out in advance, really what it does is cost money. You know, it's like most problems you can throw money at. I do think it would have been great if we had been able to do some of the things that we wanted to do at the beginning of the season that would have made things easier in these contingencies. But true. But you, yes. That would have been. A we made good, those arguments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we survived with Yagni basically in place. Yes, we're we're crawling. I, yeah. We're we survived, and some people are literally, I think, doing that mud crawl to the yes. finish line on their stomachs yes. with their elbows, just like, please yes. let me get there. Now, Sarah, we were thinking it's the opposite of what our writer friend Matt Miller says, which is, I'd rather be looking at it than looking for it. His thing is be prepared. Now, I will say often that applies to the to lunch. <laughs> yes. Lunch is a very, very important thing for TV writers. <laughs> and I think it's also the opposite of sort of my approach to life as an only parent. Like mm. I'm a I'm very much the opposite of Yagni 
in my life, but I really, really like embracing it for work. Do you think, let me ask you this question, do you think you could embrace it more as an only parent or no? I mean, I could, but my anxiety level would skyrocket. Okay. So this is the action is <laughs> yeah. the antidote to anxiety. You Yes, for sure. You want to assume you're going to need it. And if you don't need it, great. Then fabulous. All yes. Right. So moving forward in our careers, I mean, Sarah, this is one of those seminal things for us. Yeah. It's all about Yagni. The word Yagni or what is it? It's not really a word. The abbreviation yes. YAGNI is going to be used many times by yes. us in the coming months. It sure is. So, thank you, Celia. Yes. Coming up, we're going to hear about your euphoric moments. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for take two in which we revisit a topic we've discussed before. Today, it's euphoria. In episode 263, we talked about the euphoric relief we get from turning in our last script of the season. And we heard from many of you about what gives you that feeling of euphoria. Yes, Kaylin wrote in and said, Teacher here, when the last bell of the school year rings, it equals euphoria. I get that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we've been talking about senioritis. We forget like the teacher angle of that, which is just yes. like send them out the door and be like, woohoo. Yes. And then Marcy wrote, I have spent my career working at nonprofits and in higher education, and there are two parts of my job that result in that completion euphoria. One is the moment when I hit the submit button on a grant proposal. In my career, I have submitted proposals ranging from $1,000 to $196,000 as the principal investigator, that is basically the director of the project the grant will fund, and up to $1.8 million as a support staff. I've found it doesn't matter how much the grant is worth. For each one, I painstakingly craft the arguments that match the mission of the funding agency to goals of my organization in order to create a brand new program that if funded will create the opportunity to change the world. Hitting the submit button is the moment when the whole project might be one reality. All of the dreaming is on the page and all that is left is to wait for reviewer comments and the decision. I find that moment amazing and far more motivating than months later when a congratulations email arrives. In fact, the actual award means that it is time to do the work, which is less glamorous than imagining it. 
Ah, uh, yes. When you have yeah. to you do know, the actual work, that's that's <laughs> the hard part. I know. That's when you're like, oh, God. Uh, my dad wrote a lot of grants, and I mm. think he felt felt the same way. I remember him after, like, sending a grant off and being like, oh. Yes. Yes. So wonderful. She says, the second activity that brings this feeling is event planning. I coordinate teacher professional development workshops, day camps for kids, and more. Each of these events is six months or more of planning with multiple partners. And then after all of the logistics about rooms and snacks, guest speakers, parking and registration forms, suddenly the event is happening. People are networking and learning and having a good time. The plan is now reality. And if I have done my job well, I get to relax and take part. It is amazing. After a big event like the robotics competition, where we host up to 65 teams of 10 to 40 high school students for four days, I am exhausted and ready to start planning next year. See, that very much makes me think about us with scripts, because once we do that, we do all of this work and then we pass it off to all of these other people who are then, you know, involved in the the creation of the thing and the actual what is it? The actualizing of it. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for that, Marcy. And then Celia, who told us about Yagni, had, an, had uh, a euphoric relief moment to share. She said, I'm a software engineer. And when you mentioned job-related euphoria, I instantly thought of how good it feels to finally fix a bug in my code. Getting the code to work after debugging the problem for hours is such an amazing feeling. More often than not, it turns out the cause of the problem was something really simple, which was actually my fault, but somehow that just enhances the aha feeling. It is definitely an ecstatic feeling, although a bit smaller in scale than yours, and I always thought of it as specific to being a programmer. I don't know if it's smaller in scale. I mean, euphoria is euphoria, Sarah. Exactly. You know, it's funny what... (laughs) Um, Celia's, that part of Celia's email reminded me of recently I untangled a knot in a necklace Ah. and it took me a solid hour and a half. I mean, it was just like so involved and tight and complicated and I would get somewhere and then it would just be (laughs) like, no, you're not as far as you thought and just go, you know, and I got that feeling of euphoria when I finally like unraveled the chain of the necklace. It was like the best feeling. Maybe this is why people do jigsaw puzzles, like thousand piece jigsaw puzzles. They get like a euphoric feeling when they completion euphoria. (laughs) Anyway, so thanks everybody for all of these euphoric moments. I love hearing about other people being really happy. It's very uplifting. It is. Okay, Sarah, it is time for HIHWFH, where we talk about working from home. And today's topic is that sometimes working from home is more efficient. Yes. Now, if you've been listening, you know that we have been planning to go back to Puerto Rico for months and months and months. And then literally in the span of a day last week, it was like, wait a minute, maybe that's not the best idea. Yes, because largely because of COVID kind of messing up our schedule, we had a delay in many of our cuts. So we film the episodes, the editors cut the episodes with the directors, and then we get them and we give a lot of notes and then rounds of cuts happen. And because of the way things have been shot, it so happens that we are getting this whole glut of cuts at the same time. 
And it's fairly time consuming to work on them. And because everything is remote, it's very important that we have good internet because there is nothing more frustrating than trying to watch a cut and it's just glitching out constantly because of the internet. Yes. And we all know how hotel room internet yes. is. Yes. Even the <laughs> best great. hotel room internet is not great. And we realized, oh my gosh, with all of these cuts in our lap, it may make more sense for us to just stay in LA and work from home because we have Adam Belinoff, um, one of our co-EPs who's amazing on set, is there. He said he would just stay an extra week and we could stay home and work on these cuts and then not have the added expense of us going there only to sit in a hotel room and work on and cuts, work on which cuts. is probably <laughs> what would have ended up happening. Yes. So ultimately, working from home ended up being more efficient than working, I mean, I wouldn't say set is our office, but than working at our workplace. Yes. <laughs> And it's funny because I do feel this like sadness because I feel yeah. like going and seeing everybody being there for the end of shooting is just, you know, it's kind of what you dream of when you think about having a show. But at the end of the day, you and I are on the same page with just wanting to like get the work done in an efficient manner that makes sense. So hopefully, Sarah, there's going to be a season three and we'll go back and hopefully be there in season three. Exactly. No, I was just thinking what we're missing really is everyone else's euphoric moment yes. when they finish the season. It's like, yes. that's what you want to be there for. Yes. You know, that just like, yes, the last shot, you know, you're yes. at the martini yes. of season two and the director cuts and it's you're done and you've done all this incredible work. That's when the euphoria comes on set. And yeah, we yes, don't get to we're going to miss that. that. Which is a There's bummer. a great moment on set. I don't know if we've talked about it before, where like at the end of the season, as the different actors uh. rap, because of course people don't all rap on the same day, when they yell cut, then the first ID, the first AD will say, and that's a wrap for Kiara Barnes for season two of Fantasy Island. And everybody claps and goes it's like nuts. Woo! And that's a wrap on this person when they finish. That's a wrap. And it's like, I get chills just thinking about it. Yeah. So we'll miss that. But that's okay. We're going to get a lot done. <laughs> that just sounded so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's like these hard decisions. They just suck. But it makes the most sense. Yeah. Okay. Coming up, our Hollywood hack is a very useful product for the summer. But first is break. I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. 
This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack, which is the Hero Clip Mini. So Violet and I, I'm knocking on all the wood everywhere when I say this, are going to do some traveling this summer. And because I'm me and I'm not very good at Yagni in my personal life... I am preparing in advance for everything. Um, and I came upon these things called a hero clip. It's a gear clip that lets you hook and hang small items like bags, toiletry kits. And it's like basically a carabiner that also has a hook. So it's super handy. I'm going to put it on our bags for water bottles. And then if we need to, I don't know, hang, our bag gets wet and we need to hang it up in the hotel room to dry. Um, it's just super handy and cool. And they're not inexpensive considering it's basically just a carabiner with a hook, right. but they're really cool and sturdy. And I'm very excited to be using mine in, you know, Paris this summer. Yes. Please God. <laughs> well, it is so true. The water bottle is such a thing that just can mess up your whole day pack situation. <laughs> yes. So to have it hanging off makes a lot of sense. And then I love yes. this idea that like the, the sort of hanging a toiletry bag, because so often in hotels, there's no counter space. So if your bag has like a, a little loop that you could hang it from, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. And now... So many hotels are like too chic for drawers. So yeah, <laughs> just having something that you can hang seems yes. very convenient. Yes. Also, I assume like maybe a purse, you could hang your purse. So absolutely. In the ad, they have kids hanging their backpacks on ah. like a, you know, the fence of a school. It's like Makes perfect. Sense. Okay. Well, yep. Sarah, you're always scouring the internet for these products and we all benefit. So <laughs> we will um, link to this, again, not an ad, just something Sarah found in her over-preparing cool to go to <laughs> Europe. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We'd love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing from Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at sfain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a fantastic Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. So, Sarah, uh, I haven't even asked you, for your travels, are you going to do backpacks or are you going to do rolling bags?
We are going to do um, carry-on backpacks, but then have like, you know, travel bags for the day uh-huh. and rolling bags. Oh, okay, got it. Like, we're, we're, we're not like, you know, okay, this doing is, the youth hostel yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the Onward Project.